0: Hello everyone, I hope you are doing well. I'm Carlos carnicero Raballen, and I want to welcome you to our Futurist Blue podcast, a place to discuss about Europe's economic and policy-related challenges. This is a Funcas Europe and Agenda Pública initiative. And we hope we can bring in new ideas for a more inspiring debate about Europe. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to another uh, Futurist Blue podcast. And we're here to cover um, the recovery plan in Spain. Uh, Spain is one of the countries that is being hit the hardest by the COVID uh, crisis. And it's also one of the member states that is expected to receive the biggest amount of, of funds under the Next Generation program. So in the last days We've learned that uh the government is working hard on, on, on a plan that will present and that will submit to the European Commission at the end of April. So I'm joined by I'm joined by Miguel Carrion, Funkas Europe analyst, to know more about that plan. Hello Miguel, thank you for joining.
1: Hello, Carlos, thank you for having
0: me. Excellent. So um Miguel, what do we know so far? Because I think the government has presented the plan a a few times and and we're we're getting to know more and more, but as I said, the plan is not final. The plan needs to be fine-tuned, I guess. So according to what we know so far, how well do you think is the Spanish government planning to spend well those funds that are so critical to help Spain recover? Um, Well,
1: Spain presented... A draft plan in October, and that was criticized for lack of concreteness. Uh, but two days ago, uh, the prime minister introduced a new version of the plan, and this is no longer a draft. This is a this is a full blown, 300 page um, Well, it's 200 pages for the plan and 100 pages for the for the annexes, and it's it's basically. Um, a development of the of the of the ideas that were in the draft that was presented already, I guess, five months ago. And I think um, it's not it's not possible to read the whole 300 pages in two days. But um, from what you can see from from general the general organisation of the plan, um, scheming from all the key sections, I think it's it's very well at least it's very well integrated with what the European Commission wants. So for instance, there's a full um, 90 pages uh, just on how the plan is coherent with what the Commission wants. So how it meets each each one of the objectives that the Commission set out, how it meets uh, the European semester goals for 2019, 2020, 2021, how it meets, um, uh, how it's broken down into what the um, Commission called Investment and reforms, um, cross-border projects, um, the, um, the coherence with the European Union's uh, annual growth, sustainable growth strategy, which was presented last last autumn. So and that so that's just ninety pages of, of explaining to the Commission how this plan meets all of the conditions that the Commission wants, right? And then it goes into then uh, then it has thirty pages on detailing the. Um, the actual components of the plan. There's 30 components, so it's one, page, one page for each component. And then it has another 80 pages on implementation impact. Uh, so, one of the things that the Spanish government has had to do is um, change the way um, the Spanish government does procurement, because this money needs to give you first very quickly. And uh, Spain is just not, Used to doing that with his own money, let alone with European money. Um, Spain is one of the countries that had the lowest, the, not the lowest rate of use of funds, but the slowest use use of European funds. In the last the last couple of budgets. Um, so, uh, so Spain has had to, to, to change the way it, it handles it handles procurement for this. Um, so, I think um, the. There can be a lot of debate on whether the measures are the ones that that Spain should apply or not and stuff like that. But I think in terms of um, making a serious effort in all the conditions that the Commission has set and organizing a plan, I think think, think this is it. I mean, the the one in October was just an outline of the goals of the plan. Um, But of course, lots of people have made proposals for, you know, say, shopping lists for what Spain should be doing with this money over the past almost a year now. I mean, the plan was approved in July, so there's been, uh, there's been nine months for people to make proposals of what they or what they think Spain should be doing. Uh, but one of the things that people um, have sometimes not paying attention to is, is, again, all these conditions that the European Commission has set on how the plans should be organized, what, what goals they should meet. Um, so some of the some of the wish lists of some of, of some analysts that I've seen uh, didn't really take into account these these European Union guidelines. Um, so that's so the plan can be criticized for not for not meeting a particular um, analyst's um,
0: idea of what Spain should be doing. But I think, in terms of fitting within the framework that the European Union has set, it's it's a, it's a bona fide effort. So I, th- I think, Miguel, I think that's important because, as you said, it's in the end, it's it's the Commission who's going to analyse that plan that Spain is going to present. So I think it's important to follow the guidelines. Um,
1: that's that's yeah. Very... I mean, I mean, and, and the Commission, the Commission will report to the Council. The Council will approve the, the disbursement. The Commission will report to the Council on the quality of the plans and. The plan, has to, the plan has to have milestones and, and targets that, that with, cal- with a calendar uh, that will be checked by the commission every six months or every year with the European semester. So all of that stuff, um, so Spain needs to please uh, the council and that means pleasing um, some, of the, some, some of the more hawkish countries. But the council will be advised by the opinion of the commission And it's important also to, to realize, uh, this is going to be, this is, this is in April already. And the original calendar from the commission back in May last year was, let's do this for April. And April was because that's when the European semester usually had the uh, mm-hmm. the, the deadline for the national uh, reform plans every year. And people said, well, that's too slow. We need to do it more quickly. Mm-hmm. So then as soon as, as soon as the plan was approved by the council in July, was we said, well, you have to get plans out very quickly. April is too late. Everybody was expecting people to present plans in October then. Um, and what has happened is that there were some countries that had drafts in October, but in the end, the process of actually putting together these plans takes a lot of work. And in the end, the calendar that the Commission set of giving itself almost a year, giving the Member States almost a year to put together the plans and present them with the European semester calendar, you know, um, in, a, in, in the spring, has actually worked out in the sense that. Apparently, um, not all countries have even submitted a draft in the autumn. So, okay. nineteen of the twenty-seven countries had drafts, but eight of them didn't. And not not all countries, by a, by a long shot, have have uh, complete plans by now. And the plans are due at the end of this month. So we have two uh, exactly two weeks for for, for the plans yes. to be submitted. So it's in the end, the commission was criticized for having a a, a very a very long slow. Uh, timeline for this. And people wanted the plans to be out there in, in October, so the money could be disbursed immediately. And in the end, what's going to happen is that the plans are going to be presented in April, and the own resource, the own resource decision that allows the money to be spent hasn't been approved yet by the member states. Exactly. So the bot- so the bottleneck is going to be not the member states' plans uh, for reform. It's not going to be not the Commission's calendar. The bottleneck is going to be. Uh, the member states approving the um the, the, the own resource decision that allows the, go- the European union to borrow
0: but for this but how concerning I think I think timing is critical and how concerning is the fact that for instance in the Spanish budget for twenty twenty one there's already twenty seven uh, billion euros planned in investment for this year however the, um, the, yeah but the cal- I, think, I,
1: I I think we need I think we need to I think we need to separate um let's see. And let me give you an example from France. So France, France put out its own plan in September. And, and that was in the draft. That was the full plan. So France has had its plan is going for six months now. Mm-hmm. And the French plan was also a lot bigger than the European Union allowance. So one the the Spanish plan is 70 billion euros, 69.5, uh, because that's the grant component of the, the expected amount of a grand component of the recovery and resilience fund for Spain. Yes. Uh, So Spain is is sizing its plan to the amount it will receive from the EU. France made a hundred billion plan uh, and is expecting only 30 billion from the EU. So the French plan is three times as big as the EU contribution. What this means is that France is using the EU uh, plan as an excuse to launch its own. recovery plan, which is some with its own criteria. So in because the European Union will only be funding one third of the French plan, the French plan has its own goals, its own its own design, it may not necessarily even meet all of this, or concentrate on on, on all of these requirements that the EU will, will will require. So one third of the French plan will have to meet those requirements. But the other two thirds are whatever it is the government wants to do. And the French government will use its own fiscal capacity, to fund this hundred billion so in so and so in the same way spain will use its own fiscal capacity to fund this plan and it will it will get reimbursed okay. so it doesn't so it doesn't matter that that the european union will not disperse money this this year the spanish government will spend 27 billion this year and will issue bonds if necessary to 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 fund this and if the european union money comes in october or december or next year then it will balance the books but I don't think we should worry too much about when the European Union money will come. Okay. Uh, the Spanish government, I don't think, will have any problem funding this um, by issuing debt. Okay. right. So um, it's in- and then the European Union money will
0: come when it comes. It's interesting you mentioned that, Miguel, because I think um, some analysts have, have been maybe too concerned about the challenge uh, of the Constitutional Court in Germany to the, to the, to the EU program. So what you're saying is that, okay, it may delay the process, but in terms of how member states can actually start injecting money and spending the money, it's not a problem.
1: Well, if, if a member state is going to wait for the money to be ready before they budget, um, they won't spend a, a single euro this year on, on the, the stuff. Because, I mean, the, the budget for 2021 had to be prepared before the before the year started. So, so, so you know, whatever... A member state decided to spend this year because of the plan had to be decided in November, which means that they've already budgeted. The budget's already there. Spain is going to spend 27 billion because that was decided in November. Uh, Germany will spend whatever it is they decided to spend because they decided in November. Um, how this is balanced out with European Union grants, uh, government bonds, or or whatever mm-hmm. that's that's something for the for the government budget office. Uh, and, the, um,
0: uh, and the Treasury to, to to figure out in terms of practical, you know, bookkeeping and, and you know. But in the end, uh, the budget's already been decided last year. So what about the fact that, um, well, this is related also to the fact of, of, of the rhythm of vaccination and the expectations we had. But the Spanish government has just um, downgraded its own forecast for growth in this year. From 9.8 to to 6.5. So, do you right. do you expect the um, the biggest impact in terms of contributing to growth of the EU funds to be in 2022 rather than in 2021? Is that correct?
1: Okay, so the European Union will will spend 14 percent of the plan this year, and then, so in, it's essentially um, the way the plan is going to be spent. is going to be there's going to be more money spent in 2022, and then more in 2023 than in 2021. That's just the structure of how the plan works in terms of when when the money is authorized and then how it's spent. Because even if even if the EU authorizes money money this year, some of that money will be for a for a multi year project and some of that money will be spent in twenty twenty four. So uh, it, it will take it will take some time for the money to, to be spent. The Spanish government has decided that it's going to spend twenty seven billion this year, um, and that's. That's already budgeted. Um, so I, th- I guess for Spain, that means that half of the grand money will be spent this year, almost half, or I guess 40%. But then another thing the plan, the Spanish plan does is it says uh, it's, it's too early, it's too hard to foresee what the spending needs will be for three years ahead. So we're not saying anything about how we're spending the loan component. So the, the, the plan that was presented two days ago for Spain is only for the 70 billion euros of grants. There's nothing about how the 70 billion euros of loans will be spent. So, so, so spend, Spain will have the option to apply for loans uh, over the next three years if they can justify or if they need more money for particular projects. Mm-hmm. But those needs are not, are not in this plan yet. Um, the government is letting itself I guess it's allowing itself until 2023 to, to, to decide how much money it needs to borrow um, to, in order to spend from 2026 to 2026. That, that, that seems to be the structure of, of, the, of the Spanish plan. We, we, we're going to be spending the, um, the grand component in the next, this year and the next two or three. And we're going to be deciding how much and what for to apply for loans in two years time.
0: To spend on the M- Miguel. You mentioned before the one of the challenges that I think um, everyone has identified here, and it is about a lot of money, because mm-hmm. it's not only about the, the the next generation funds. There are also other uh, let let's call them regular funds under the under the regular budget of the EU that needs to be spent as well. Um, mm-hmm. Some calculations. Um, uh, um, uh, i estimate that there's around two hundred billion euros to to be spent in the next years um mm-hmm. combining all kinds of funds and there's the issue of the absorption capacity uh that you you mentioned before right. so uh so there's more more funds than ever before um less time probably putting all together to spend them well uh so what do you think is key so member states like Spain could actually spend well these funds and can actually spend them all because uh, this is an issue and, and, and managing the funds is not, is not so evident. So what do you think is um, the, main, the, main, um, the main element that governments and the, the government in, in Spain particularly needs to take on board to, to ensure they, they manage to spend the funds? Um, my, own, my own sense of why Spain wasn't... Why Spain wasn't spending EU funds sufficiently uh, in the past uh, is that it wasn't generating projects that qualified for EU funds quickly enough or, or enough in enough mm-hmm. in, in, in an enough amount. And um, one thing that the government has done with this plan is they've, they've um, introduced into, into the Spanish legal
1: system of procurement uh, a call for expressions of interest. So instead of designing the Projects from the ministry and then executing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what they seem to be doing is they're assigning posts of money to these thirty to these thirty goals that the plan has, uh, these thirty components in, in EU, in And then ministries are setting up calls for interest uh, related to this posts of money. Mm-hmm. So you know, the you know, hydrogen economy or whatever. Um, and so then companies and, and consortia and local governments, I guess as well, can, uh, can apply for money from these, from these projects or, or they, they can, they can set up, they can apply with a project to, to these expressions of interest to access this money. Mm-hmm. That, if that works, uh, that's a better way of, of doing things and it ensures, and it ensures that money gets, gets better spent. Possibly spend more quickly, um, and it could it could well it could well improve the way the way things used to be used to be working. Um, but we have to see. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's one of the things that the plan builds as, as as an innovation. And it's true that, that Spain did not have. I mean, all of the European Union projects or, or European Union budget um, grants uh, that they that they give to SMEs or mm-hmm. whatever. Those are or for research. Those are based on calls for interest and uh, applicants submitting projects that then get evaluated and they get funded. And Spain is Spain wasn't used to working like that. So they're so they're they're opening opening their own internal process in that direction.
0: Miguel, we're about to we're about to finish, but before we finish, I'd, I'd like to 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 ask your uh, reaction to one idea that I've heard, and I think it's interesting because looking broadly at what's happening in europe with the corona crisis and and what the eu is doing and what are the expectations of citizens of of when it comes to to seeing the eu actually being able to help in this um, unprecedented crisis i heard that vaccination and eu funds are the two most relevant elements that citizens are going to judge when they look back and they see uh, what was the EU doing over the last years helping helping all of us uh, during this tough time so do you agree with that that we're seeing on the one hand a vaccination uh, process where the EU is having a critical role and on the other the EU starting now uh, slowly but it's actually starting with an unprecedented uh, economic recovery program that is meant to help uh, the economies go back on track. And under two, two uh, the citizens are going to judge these two elements so much uh, when they look back and they see what, what Europe was doing. Do you agree with that?
1: Mm. It's, possible, it's possible that, well, if they do, I think, for instance, this recovery plan has been oversold. So um, the size of it is not, not big enough to compensate for, for the this, for this size of the crisis. Um,
0: so, so, um, so it was, Miguel, sorry, sorry, sorry to ask you on that. So it was, it was fine. It was, it was, it seemed like the right plan back in May, 2020, but now seems to be, that there's not enough funds.
1: In my opinion, um, it was already too small in May, in the sense that uh, if you remember a year ago, there was this letter that um, Spain, France, and, 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 and a, a total of nine countries wrote, asking for asking for Corona bonds, and, and mm-hmm. they, they were asking for 1.5 trillion euros uh-huh. worth of money. And then Germany and France got together and said, "Ah, let's make it 500." Mm-hmm. And then the EU came up with 750. Yeah. Um, that was already the 750 was already too small, even by the EU's own own estimate of. The investment needs that the EU was facing, and even then, uh, when the plan when the plan was actually organised, the money is going to be spent over six years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the the deep recession will happen this last year and this year, mm-hmm. uh, so the money will come for potentially four years late. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means that the um, the fiscal push for the recovery is whatever the member states are doing now. So you know this ten percent deficit that Spain had last year, mm-hmm. that's that does the fiscal impulse that will help the Spanish economy uh, cover. And the same, the same for this year. You mentioned, you mentioned that Spain has un, has downgraded its own growth prospects mm-hmm. for this year from nine percent, six percent. Well, that that three percent will have to be made up somehow. So we we should also expect a higher deficit for uh, mm-hmm. Spain this year. And that so. That, and again, that deficit will be funded um, partly by the EU and partly by, you know, as governments usually fund themselves, by issuing bonds. So uh, it's not... Um, in the end, the impact of the, of the recovery fund is to be able to reduce the amount of fiscal consolidation that's needed later. Mm-hmm. So, So if Spain receives 140 billion euros, which is about 10% of GDP... Um, more or less a, a, a little more than that, that means that over these years that means that after 2023-2024 its debt ratio will be that much lower than it would have been mm. and then when the fiscal compact kicks in and says you have to reduce your debt ratio to 60% at this rate that rate of reduction will be a little slower
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that will be the impact of the, of the recovery fund you, you know for, for the actual recovery of, you know, helping people, uh, mm-hmm. stimulating demand, that's going. That's already happening through the operation of the government, the government deficit. So it's, it's, so the function of this, now what this plan is also doing is it's telling member states, um, please invest this much and please do it along these lines for these goals. So it's basically a way for the EU to steer investment, public investment. Mm-hmm in a particular direction. So a, a lot of what member states will do and also Spain, they would have done anyway, because of, a lot of these policies like being policies and whatever, they, they were already part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will be a little bit bigger than they would have been otherwise. Maybe some things will be done that would not have been done otherwise. Uh, but basically what, what this plan is doing is telling Spain, if you're gonna invest 140 billion euros over six years, invest it in this, mm-hmm. not in something. Else. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, say, getting, getting the country out of the crisis, um, whatever is being done now is what's taking the country out of the crisis, um, because the, the, the European plan will come later. It, so, so I think in that sense, and also the plan, I, I mean, 10% of GDP over six years is not a lot of money. It's, it's more for Spain than for other countries, but it's not going to make up for the actual depth of the recession or the, the last year and this year, um, and next year, too. It's going to be several percent of GDP below the in, uh, uh watershed. Um, water what a So, so um, I think I think if I think if politicians have built this plan as the thing that will get Europe out of the of, of, the, of the COVID economic crisis, that's overselling the plan, and it ha- has a risk of of backfiring if it doesn't work in that way. So I mean, the plan. Will work, the plan may work as it's designed, but it may not work as it's been sold um, in terms of... And, 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 and again, looking at France, you see that France's recovery plan is three times as big as the EU's <laughs> contribution. Because the, the French government decided this is how much we need to spend in France, and that's
0: 100 billion, and that has nothing to do with the fact that the EU will give them certain. <laughs> Miguel, so, so this is a plan going in the right direction and helping, of course, um, uh, uh, helping to see recovery, uh, not so much in the in the short term, but rather in the medium and long term. But actually, it's not by its own doing all the magic. This is only part of the part of the plan, let's say. Um, yes. I, th- I want to thank you because we're running out of time, but I think this was very interesting and and. And there's so much complexity in, in, in what Spain needs to, be, to, do, to, be, to, do, to do right and, and what others need to do well as well to recover from this crisis. So uh, we'll be in touch and we'll keep analyzing um, what's going on in this, yes. in this regard. Okay. Thank you all for joining. This was all for now. We'll come back soon with more exciting speakers to talk about Europe's economic and policy-related key debates. Future is Blue is a Funkas Europe and Agenda Publica Initiative. I'm Carlos Carnicero Rabaien and the production of this podcast is carried out by Franco Deledone. Thank you all.